0: Did you want to start or do you want, like? I'll just start and I'll just
1: explain, like, I'm reading it and shit. Mm -hmm. Okay. Hello. Hello. So, this is a little bonus episode, um, Mm -hmm. Sarah and I thought we would do because we've been talking about fucking miserable shit for weeks now because Australia's just fucked at the moment. Absolutely rooted. Uh, So, we thought we'd just do a little bit of birthy stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, And I've been wanting to share Rivers' story for ages. it, her birth was definitely the most, had the biggest impact on me as a person, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've written her story out and my style of writing is very unemotional. <laughs> <laughs> it's just very, <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. um, so I thought if I just read her story and then you can ask me questions. Yeah, we can. Yeah. Yeah. And that will keep us on track because yeah, I know me and you will end up down the rabbit hole. We like, will and rabbit we'll rabbit forget
1: exactly where we're at.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. <clears throat> Um, before you start, yep. I listened to so there's oh, a yeah, cool, um yeah. there's a thing, um a thing, it's like an organization called Free Birth Society. And when I was doing planning my free births, I like loved the sentiment they had. Just very truth-telling type shit, which resonated with me, which I'm sure resonates with you as well. They just did a live the other day, Yolanda Clark and Emily Saldea and there was a little bit on it that I thought, I wanna play at the start. Before you tell River's story, yeah. because I know there's people listening that are just like can't relate to the um to the thought of like free birthing, yeah. and they can't yeah. perhaps obviously I think but like my bias is that they just don't know enough because I yeah. think once you know enough, because there's plenty of midwives out there who are planning free births as well. A lot of those free birth groups are run by fucking midwives who are in the system. Yeah. So I just wanted to play this part. It's um, not even always knowing enough. Sometimes
1: it's not knowing. You yeah. know, sometimes it's unlearning mm-hmm. what you think yeah. you know. Yeah. Unlearning that birth mm-hmm. is birth is safest in hospital. Mm-hmm. You know, that. Yeah. You, you someone can
0: tell you how amazing free birth is, but you'll still think that you're safer in hospital. Yeah. You it's know? such an indoctrination. Yeah. Um, so this will go for a little bit and... It's not too annoying. I think it's only a couple of minutes. And the audio is not very good because it's an Instagram live. That's why you should podcast. (laughs) But here we go. Um,
2: And the midwife goes, oh, well, if you want to stay home, then I'm out. I would say that that's not what happens first in so many of these cases. It's, I think, far more in cities than that often, right? Often if there's something that comes up like, oh, your baby at 36 weeks is not head down yet. It's... Oh, honey, well, you know, I'm really concerned about this and we should probably do some ultrasounds and you know, we should probably get you in to see if we can do maybe an external version and you know, I, I'm really concerned because you know that it's just not safe. And you know, there's there's often and again, this is not <laughs> this is not to say that that women who are working within these systems are bad or evil or even that they're really necessarily conscious of this dynamic but that's also part of why this is so complicated and so uh so dangerous i think because when a woman has gone through the 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 indoctrination that is medical school or midwifery school she comes out the other end with enormous debt um, a lot of misinformation from my perspective. I would say that what people tend to learn, what women tend to learn in midwifery schools is uh, not rooted in a true understanding of physiological birth. It's highly medicalized. It's highly biased. It's highly informed in many cases, maybe not directly in the same way that this occurs in medical school, but still to an extent highly informed by the um, pharmaceutical industrial complex, um, like everything that is adjacent to medicine is. Um, And so often, (sighs) regulated midwives themselves don't really understand birth and they're coming at birth from the perspective that it is inherently dangerous, that it is a medical event, um, that women need to be saved uh et cetera, as opposed to the perspective that i hold and you hold which is that birth is inherently as safe as any other aspect of life really um but that it's actually immensely um dependable when it's not being sabotaged and so people who are working within these medical systems and who have been trained within these systems they can't recognize physiological birth all of that has been translated for them through their process of education.
3: Well, more than they can't recognize it, they can't allow for it. They literally cannot allow for it. Because They're just sabotage. They're trained to sabotage. You know, yeah. That's yeah. what it entails. How just... To... Totally. The other piece that really uh, so just breaks it my sorry. heart is how much arguably more betrayal and pain there is in a midwife sabotaged birth in a midwife transferred birth you know i think on some level most of us kind of expect to be gaslit and abused in the system in the hospital um you know i don't think we're like super surprised when a bunch of strangers don't respect us or treat us like adults i think that Uh, I would assume we all kind of have some aspect of that because we've been um, interacting with the allopathic model in some way, probably our whole lives. But the midwife is the one that we all think is going to be knitting in the corner and is going to be, you know, cleaning up and feeding us food. And so I do so, 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 so many, as I know you do also, birth trauma debriefs. And the pain where I sit with women, you know, in this pain of totally, total confusion of what the hell just happened when she invested all of her savings into this woman who claimed to be this granola woman who trusts birth, and you got a girl, and she's coming to her house, and she's telling her how great everything is, and telling her about all these other positive births, and then shows up at her birth, and totally ruins it, and then transfers her. You know, the gaslighting within medical midwifery, for me is far more infuriating than what goes on in the hospital like i said because in some ways
0: it's kind of like we expect that oh i I obviously not all of it relatable to rivers birth, but just for you to get to the point of before you knew rivers outcome with what was going to happen just the basis of your decision making and like you know what i'm not gonna have a midwife this time especially because the birth prior to rivers birth you had a midwife who was super respectful and amazing yeah she was fantastic i I can't fault her it was Mm -hmm. it wasn't even anything that you know
1: she she never crossed a boundary ever everything was always would you like this can we talk about this do you want to talk about this Mm -hmm. how do you feel like everything about Dusty's birth was completely respectful and, yeah. and wonderful. Mm-hmm. It was more inside me. I wanted to be responsible for it
3: mm-hmm.
0: because
1: as soon as my midwife walked in from Dusty's birth,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I was no longer responsible.
0: Yeah, She was. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want that mm-hmm. with the next one. Yeah, So that's why we chose free birth. Yeah, And I half relate to that because I, I feel like when I had my two at home, if anything weird was happening, my parents, my husband would have looked at me to like what what's going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Whereas I know it's just a human nature. Yep. If there was a midwife in the room yep. or if there was just somebody who had some kind of random illusion of a medical yep. expertise or whatever, yep. they would look to that person. Yeah. And intuitively, they don't know shit compared no, to their mother. nothing, Hence why. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: So, alrighty, so I'm just gonna read it out um, and hopefully I won't cry.
0: <laughs> you can't cry. I know we're both like retards in that aspect, but. Uh,
1: okay, Um, so <clears throat> River Wild.
0: Is she, is her name W Y L D? No, Why?
1: I just did it I L D. Nice. Yeah, I was mm-hmm. gonna, we were gonna do Y L D, but then mm-hmm. I thought, no, I'll just do it I L D. Yeah. Anyway, okay, so sitting outside our caravan, January 2020, I was watching the kids play and out of crying already (laughs) and out of nowhere i was overwhelmed with a feeling that someone was missing our family wasn't quite complete the following month i knew i was pregnant without a test and i knew i was carrying a daughter (laughs) (laughs) i read this so many times
2: to
3: practice
1: (laughs) over the years of motherhood i've learned to trust my intuition trust that gut feeling and stand fierce in the choices i make I chose to enjoy my pregnancy and connect with my baby without any interference from the system. My baby was growing perfectly, I was perfectly healthy, everything was exactly how it needed to be. My labour started as I expected to, as it did with Dusty and Cody, in the early hours of the morning with soft irregular sensations. Throughout the morning some were intense while others were mild. Christy- Can I interrupt? Yep.
0: I'm, I hope this doesn't piss people off. So, do you feel like you know when you feel the early um contractions surges? Yeah, I always felt like it felt like distant thunder. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like it's like this distant, you can hear this thunder in the background. That's yeah. what it. That's what I feel like. Yes. And yeah. do you know
1: what's really cool? When I went into when I was in those early stages with Dusty, mm-hmm. it was the start of the wet season, and there oh. was thunder. Nice. And I went outside. And some of my contractions were, like, perfectly timed with the thunder. Fucking amazing. It was so epic.
0: Goosebumps. I know, it was amazing. Fucking amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: Chris distracted the kids, and I slowly moved around the house preparing to meet our baby. Both my previous physiological labours had a very long period of contraction, slowly intensifying. So, mid-morning, assuming I'd be giving birth... I wouldn't be giving birth until late into the evening. I sent Chris to Coles to get some groceries. As soon as he left though, my contractions became a lot more frequent and difficult to move through. As labour became more intense, I called Chris home and moved into the shower. Some waves felt like I was nearing transition while others were still quite soft. It wasn't long though before I moved to the tub and shortly after my waters ruptured. They were meconium stained but only faintly yellow so I wasn't concerned. After the following after the following sensation, I had the urge to feel for baby's head and my heart sank when I felt the baby's cord. In preparing for free birth, I had read that unless unless birth was imminent, cord prolapse was an emergency and hospital assistance was required. Yeah,
0: okay. yeah, yeah, oh yeah. go. feel so fucking annoying. Like I feel like someone listening will be like, yes, I don't know. No. So, meconium and water's often happens one in three because somebody listening if you've had a birth and it's like oh there was meconium in the waters they will not always but they will often treat it like it's like you need to birth the baby two out of four
1: of mine have been meconium yeah uh
0: uh-huh and it's it's quite similar to nuchal cords which is like a cord around the baby's neck it's like one in three births will have meconium meconium also is shit in the water yeah Baby poo. Had they been, like, a really mm.
1: prominent green or brown, mm-hmm. I think I might have taken it a bit more seriously.
0: Yeah. But mm-hmm.
1: it was very clear that they were very, very faint. Yeah, so, and that's the
0: thing. Like, and then there's so much variance to it as yeah. well. Like, and th- yeah. like you hear so many home birth midwives that it's just, that's fine. Yeah. Baby's fine, whatever, yeah. you know. Because like- the same happened with Dusty. And mm-hmm. um,
1: my midwife said, oh, your water's a meconium stain. Mm-hmm. But she said the same thing. She said, only faintly, so don't
0: even yeah, worry about uh-huh. it. Yeah, huh this was with sophie my first it was meconium and the little panic station at the end like yeah, it's just yeah. like fuck off cunts yes. it's fine yes. all right so yeah so the so baby's coming and a cord has fallen out yes
1: so um i had learned that um cord prolapse was an emergency and hospital assistance is required in that moment i chose i chose to tune out my intuition and allowed fear to take over I didn't tune in. I didn't listen to my body. I told Chris the cord was out, and standing up, I asked him if the cord was blue. He said it was. So I knew baby was fine. Baby was still getting oxygenated blood. I phoned a friend who knew I was in labour, not Sarah. By not
0: the way. me, fuckwits. Everyone seems to think I phoned Sarah. I, I did have... not
1: phone Sarah. And
0: I also have another friend who's planning a birth free from the fucking system, and I can't tell you the amount of.
1: Oh, I can imagine. Fuckery
0: of yes. them thinking I'm pretending to be a midwife. Yes. Anyway, continue. <laughs>
1: um, I told her the cord had come out before baby. She immediately said, call an ambulance. In that moment, I relinquished my power and let the fear control the course of my birth. Chris called an ambulance while I hopped out of the tub, put my face on the ground and my bum in the air to relieve any pressure on the cord. My contractions shifted and I knew I was fully dilated. The paramedics were on the way. I never once reacted fearfully. I was calm, I was relaxed, and in reflection... I'm... Oh, I want to give you a hug. <laughs> I know now, intuitively, I knew my baby was safe. The baby knew she was safe. The fear was completely external. It was in the words cord prolapse. It was in the words call an ambulance. It was deep rooted in the stories of trauma shared by nearly every birthing woman. The fear wasn't mine, it didn't belong to me, and it didn't belong to my baby, but I let it in, I gave it all my power. I was transferred in an ambulance to the hospital, and when the on-call OB arrived, he said I would need a C-section under a general anaesthetic. I asked for a spinal so I could be present for my daughter's birth, but he wasn't sure it would be possible given my inverted position. I asked if there was any way of avoiding a C-section. He asked a lot of questions and finally agreed to try a vacuum delivery. We quickly we quickly moved to theatre and the vacuum was attached. I rolled over and pushed with everything I had. Within seconds, my daughter was born.
0: Oh, so a vacuum delivery for people who aren't aware is like a ventus or whatever, and it's basically like this little tiny thing that goes on the baby's head and they pull it out faster. Whether it comes faster than it would have been birthed if Sarah never left her home and she remained in the oxytocin rich environment you had meticulously planned yeah this is the <laughs> this is yeah like yeah so vacuum basically means like expediated delivery like yeah. you're gonna pull a baby out and at least
1: given the options either for forceps or ventus i'm glad it was a ventus and not forceps mm-hmm. anyway um <clears throat> within seconds my daughter was born beautiful beautifully pink and responsive she was perfect unfortunately river's cord was cut immediately and she was taken by the pediatrician to be given oxygen with every fiber of my this is the only part of her birth that i actually really give a fuck about mm-hmm. yeah. this is the only part that i really wish i hadn't fucked over mm-hmm. with every fiber of my being i wish i'd thought to have her cord left intact have her placed on my chest and resuscitated brought to her mm-hmm. river was unnecessarily kept from me and all my pleas to have her given to me were ignored I was given a part dose of oxytocin without my consent. As soon as I realised what had happened, I'd told them no more and the OB apologised, stating it was normal procedure. I held River's hand for a few minutes before she was taken to special care. I'm still unsure why she was taken as she was very responsive and had an ag part of nine at five minutes. I can only assume meconium stained waters and the cord prolapse were the reasons. It certainly wasn't a decision based on River's individual condition. Chris went with River and I stayed in theatre to deliver my placenta. My placenta was birthed 45 minutes after River's birth. I showered and raced to special care after over an hour after River was born. She was finally in my arms. She breastfed for two hours and fell asleep, her skin on my skin, as it should have been from the moment she was born. The neonatal, neonatal nurse practitioner came to discuss River. She wanted to run a lot of tests and collect bloods and give medications, but we declined everything. River was perfectly healthy and my intuition was back in control. I was back in control. I knew that River was safe. First first thing in the morning, we discharged against medical... AMA, what do they call it? Against medical advice. Mm -hmm. And went home. It was days before I could walk in my bathroom without feeling angry. It was weeks before I could think about her birth without crying. Some days (laughs) I obviously do still cry. Mm -hmm. I, I still haven't been able to use the towel that I would have used to keep her warm after her birth. I can't bath with River in the tub she should have been born in. I'm grieving the birth River should have had... I'm grieving the undisturbed introduction to each other that we should have had. I'm grieving for River and for me. How our babies are born matters. So that was sort of where I ended her story when I first wrote it all out. hmm And then 10 weeks after I went in and I've, I, it's kind of been like a journal entry. Like I've just been adding yeah. to it whenever I think of things. Mm-hmm. It's now been almost 10 weeks since River made her way earthside. I have gone over and over and over every aspect, every feeling, every tiny detail of her birth. And I know now that I made the wrong choice. I had a choice between a hospital transfer or trusting my abilities to birth my baby. I made the wrong choice. I made the choice most most mothers would make, but it was not the intuitive choice. It was not the choice I had prepared for. I was called to I was... Called to feel the cord, so I knew to push hard and push fast, but I didn't trust myself. I chose to put my faith in a system that perpetually abuses birthing women, a system that has, on numerous occasions, abused me, a system that abused me again. River was never in danger. I knew that even while laying on my bathroom floor waiting for the paramedics. I knew she was safe. I and
0: to interrupt, Hence why the OB was like, "All right, let's vacuum deliver her." Yeah. If she was flat as fuck when they did the Doppler, it would have been a C section. Yeah. So it's what you're saying is correct. <laughs> and the whole way to the
1: ambulance, like the whole way in the ambulance, I could feel like kicking around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was never once unsure of her safety. Yeah. It was one. just
0: like the more, acad- like the what do you call it like not the academic side but more of like the like I, brain side. I, I kind of toilets.
1: did. You know how in that episode where, we, where you told. Um, Sophie's story and you said um, no not Sophie's sorry Romans I think uh where you wanted a physiological third stage but Mm. you hadn't actually looked into it
0: yeah yeah. so Um.
1: I had read that basically I'd I'd read one paragraph about Mm -hmm. cord prolapse Mm -hmm. and it said unless birth is imminent Transfer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was it. I didn't look into it any further. Mm-hmm. Obviously, now I know every single fucking <laughs> fact about cord prolapse. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah.
1: But I didn't do that before. hmm. Yeah. Had I known. See, sometimes I think my knowledge was my undoing.
0: Mm hmm. Yeah.
1: Because if I had felt the cord and not known what that meant, I would have just yeah. pu- probably pushed it out. In, and your body you might know. have.
0: And like they talk about the magic of the full center and of our bodies, yeah. like without the interference, you might have just fucking what is it called when the baby's just come fetal
1: ejection reflex yeah like it sort of kicked in you know yeah um i didn't trust my intuition enough to know i could have birthed her safely at home as planned for the past 10 weeks i've been hiding behind the same fucking bullshit narrative most women believe the hospital saved my baby The hospital didn't save my baby. I chose to let fear in and transfer to the hospital. The hospital assisted me to birth my baby. The hospital denied my baby and I our precious golden hour. They administered drugs without my consent and they treated my baby as a statistic instead of an individual. I, like many women, view birth as a transformative experience. The euphoria that follows an empowered birth is a truly unique experience. It changes a woman deep in her soul. Mm -hmm. And I know this because I've had one. It reshaped how i mother, how I love, and who I am. My fourth and final birth was anticipated with so much excitement. To now lean into the knowledge that I fucked it up is painful. It was so much easier in the beginning when I kept telling myself the cord prolapse was just really shitty luck. The transfer was necessary, and I did the best I could. But I would rather sit in the pain and regret of the truth than hide behind the lie. River could have been safely born at home. I know that. I know it without any question or hesitations. I always try and look at all my experiences and choices as an opportunity for growth, and I have finally learned there is nothing more powerful than my intuition, and I'll never doubt it again. River is now nine months old, and I can finally say that I'm mostly, <laughs> mostly, <laughs> very clearly not completely. <laughs> at peace with her birth as much as i think i will ever be it still hurts when i think of her being taken from me it still hurts when i think of her cord being cut and not meeting her until she was over an hour old i think i'll always grieve the peaceful and connected birth she should have had but i've realized over the months that hindsight is a wonderful thing I know without question that River could have been born at home, but in that moment of feeling her co- her cord, I wasn't certain. I tuned out of my intuition because I didn't know it well enough to trust it. And as much as I wish things were different, they're not.
3: <laughs> and I'm okay
1: with that. River's birth was still soul-changing, just not in the way I was expecting. Mm-hmm.
0: You know, when they talk about like spiritual awakening stuff. Yes. And it's like you expect it to be like rainbows and flowers, but oh, it's, it's not... just like crushing.
1: <laughs> it is so crushing. Yeah. And I think Um It definitely you know how people say, I actually I follow a um she's a bit like you actually. She was studying mm. midwifery, but then obviously realised she couldn't do it. What? Yeah, <laughs> And she's now having a wild pregnancy, planning a free birth with her fourth. Funny that.
0: It's funny when people
1: sometimes like a number glimpse four.
0: into the fucking sister. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, and she said a really great thing the other day. And she said that she thinks every pregnancy and birth is um, preparing you for the child. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I really think that um, River's birth really prepared me to mother her.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm so different with her. Yeah. than I was with the others.
3: That's so interesting. Because
1: I think I felt like I, especially in the early days, I felt like I had all this ground to lose, you know, like mm. as fucked as Tanner's birth was, mm-hmm. he was on my chest straight away mm-hmm. and he never left my chest. Mm-hmm. You know, we never had that disconnection.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and I obviously met him straight away. And mm-hmm. um, the, the pain I have surrounding Tanner's birth doesn't involve Tanner.
0: Yeah, uh uh-huh. You know, it
1: just just involves me. I was fucked over. I was screwed over. Mm -hmm. The hospital abused me. Yeah. Whereas River's birth she was abused too mm-hmm. you know yeah. she was denied that hour with me she was denied that instant based connection. on
0: policy and some just
1: based on absolute of... fucking shit mm-hmm. like there was no fucking reason for it mm-hmm. the obstetrician even went over to talk to the paediatrician to ask if I could have the baby because he was obviously with
0: me and I'm like mm-hmm. can I please have my baby can I please have my baby so he even mm-hmm. went and asked her yeah um, and the problem with this system is it depends on who the fucking paediatrician is because yeah. there's some amazing ones that'll look at the sensible side of things and the logic and think okay this baby you know, it could be 35 weeks but look how wonderful it's going, the mother's over there on one set, they realise the importance of that connection of the golden hour yeah. and all the hours following yeah. but there's some that have a stick hard up their fucking arse that, that are like, oh, no, because fucking, uh, the fucking policy here says yeah. and and then, then that's that's honoured instead yeah. of the
1: mother yeah. Like, and there's so many things too like looking back over her labour even that I think, um was really, our bodies are so wise and birth is so wise. Like, I look back and I think my contractions intensified as soon as Chris left because I wanted to be alone. I didn't want him there. (laughs) My body did not want him there. I didn't
0: Mm -hmm. want even him looking Mm -hmm. at me. Just, like, even energetically... She, maybe maybe Shingyush had to be born without... Without him you know, there, like yeah. Anyone. And as soon
1: as he left, things just went from fucking nothing to bam, yeah. let's do this. Wild. And then also I think <clears throat> Cody's and Dusty's um, labours and births were identical. Mm-hmm. Identical in every way. Wow. You know how you say yours were all pretty much Literally, the same. yeah. Like... Yeah. Cody and Dusty um, were the same as well. Mm-hmm. But I think Rivers was so much quicker, I think, because of the pressure on her cord. Mm-hmm. Like I think birth, new, mm-hmm this baby's putting unnecessary pressure on her cord, she needs to come the fuck out. Yeah,
0: the blueprint of birth. Yeah. Which, you don't, doesn't matter how many PhDs you have, no one no. will ever fucking understand it. No, never.
1: We yeah. still don't even know what triggers birth. Exactly. We have a few ideas Uh but we don't know the actual mechanics of it and
0: that's the the fucking magic of women and the feminine it's like fuck off i don't care how many degrees you have and how much you logically look and try to plot our birth on a graph you will never know no hence why there's still still births happening with all your fucking tech you've got yeah exactly Hence why there's babies born to women who you look at them and it's a this is horrible, but, like, a fucking train wreck. Yeah. BMI of 5 million and, like, sugars are out of control and baby's born fine. It's like, you perfect. can't... Yeah. You don't know. No. We never know. No. Life. Um, and her pregnancy
1: was just phenomenal.
0: That's so good. Phenomenal.
1: I cannot... I cannot recommend a wild pregnancy enough. Like... Cause,
0: so, you didn't even do a pregnancy test at the start. You waited yeah. for, like, your missed period.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was amazing. So it was so good. Mm-hmm. Um And... I I, I did bloods at the start because I am generally pretty low on B12. Mm -hmm. So I just wanted to check that. Yeah. And that was it. That was the only thing I did. Amazing. It was so good.
0: So people would look at that and think, well, she had no internatal care. But, like, what did you do for yourself, like, prenatally looking after yourself? Well, I didn't really change... And I know this sounds really.
1: <clears throat> but you are healthy. as far. This sounds really pompous, but I'm healthy anyway. Mm-hmm. I don't have to change anything when I'm pregnant. If anything, I just eat a bit more. Uh-huh. That's it. Because I was also still breastfeeding Dusty. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. like from a calorie perspective, yeah. I just up that. But I mean, again, I only listened to my body.
3: Yeah. If mm-hmm. I was hungry,
1: I ate. Mm-hmm. If I wasn't hungry, I didn't eat. Yeah.
3: You know, I didn't. Mm-hmm. I never.
1: I'm never. I never ever stick to a strict routine with anything.
3: Yeah. yeah. Um,
1: and I exercised, and mm-hmm. you know sunlight and all that so, just normal stuff
0: what was your gestation when she was born 42 weeks on the day so okay so if you're a, a, a normie not that's so insulting normie everyone's a normie at some point but if you're a woman in the in this system who it depends on the fucking midwife you get on the day which will bully you into an induction on on 10 days 40 and three yeah like i remember one midwife was like hey you need to get induced at 10 days past 40 weeks like 40 plus 10 and I was like, but it all says 42 weeks. Like, I'll consider it at 42 weeks. And she was like, nah, that's not, what we do. that's not what we do on the coast. So, if you were a woman who was in the system and you're still pregnant after 40 weeks, which is like most first-time mums at least, yeah. and you were induced, like, do you want to like paint for us a picture of what would have happened? Um, okay, so if I was induced and River was in the same
1: position she was in... And you
0: know because you've been induced before and yeah. you're not a dumbass.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, all right, right, let's say let's say, um, well, I mean, there's, there's so many, it, it could have gone so many different ways if I was in the system. And River, mm-hmm. if, let, let's just for argument's sake, say River was in that position and the cord was in a position to prolapse, mm-hmm. right?
0: Yeah, it was sitting there. Yeah,
1: yeah um... So if I was in the system, I probably would have been given a stretch and sweep at 39 weeks, Mm -hmm. which could have ruptured my waters, Mm -hmm. which right there and then could have prolapsed your cord and I would have been taken for an emergency Mm -hmm. C-section. Or, let's say I got to 41 and 3 or whatever they do, and then they Mm -hmm. wanted to induce me. Um, Well, then I would have been put on a drip, no doubt. Mm -hmm. Um, And... They would have ruptured my waters at some point Mm -hmm. and then my cord would have prolapsed and I would have been given a C-section. Yeah, Had Mm -hmm. I been in the system and River in that position and her cord in the position to prolapse, Mm -hmm. there is no way I would have avoided a C-section.
0: Exactly. And because you allowed the physiological start of labor to fucking happen and you honored your body, you were able to birth her... With this fucking vacuum, which, you know, but whatever, she was able to come out of your fucking vagina. Whereas if you are induced two weeks before the main event, there's no way in living fuck you're going to have your waters ruptured when labor hasn't even started. And and there is no way in hell you're going to push that baby out. You are going for a C-section because that's what's needed now because they have now created the fucking emergency. It it was never an emergent situation until they fucking intervened. And because
1: C-sections are so common now, we've moved away from discussing the dangers of them, Mm -hmm. you know, because you can't discuss the dangers of C-section without butt hurting 40% of the population. Mm -hmm. But C-sections are dangerous. Mm -hmm. That is not the optimal way for a baby to be born. There is risk for the baby and Mm -hmm. there is significant risk for the mother. Yeah. So avoiding a C-section should be everyone's
0: goal. Yeah, exactly. And that's the problem with normalizing it and the whole like notion of putting lipstick on a pig like oh but i was able to pull my baby out or i was able to have music playing in the theater and oh my midwife was really cool in theater that's all fine and well but wash all that shallow crap away and what are you left with your body was cut the fuck open and now you're a mother you're a first-time mother or you're a second or you're a third or your fourth time mother whatever fucking stage you're at that is hard as fuck entering motherhood with that surgery, and not to mention the bazillion amounts of, like, documented studies saying, like, we should not be doing this flippantly. It's incredibly serious. But it's co-opted by this whole woke shit, or women who, like you, can't sit in the pain of maybe what happened, and yeah, they, well, they, I mean, are so angry, they they get so angry that they justify. This know? journey
1: would have been a would have been so much easier for me if I would just kept continue. Yeah. If I'd continued down the path of believing that the hospital saved me and that yeah. my transfer was necessary and that I did the right thing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: No one wants to say they fucked up.
0: Yeah, it sucks, exactly. yeah. and especially mm-hmm. something.
1: You know, there's a reason women. There's a reason so many women now value their birthing experiences. Mm-hmm. You will remember every second of it for the rest of your life.
0: There's been studies on dementia patients and they don't forget their birth stories. No. And when you're telling Rivers I was like, I don't I don't know if about healing or anything in the human like Spirit or whatever, but I feel like there's something that'll probably always be broken a little bit there in will. there. Like your always. heart will always be that little bit broken, yeah. and you will be ninety and you'll yes. probably still cry the same way you cried today about oh, it. Yeah. It's just we're women, and like bringing another fucking entity and a life yeah. into this world is so much bigger than what they make out that it is. And
1: I don't care what anyone says. If you were robbed of a birthing experience that you had planned mm-hmm. based on policies and procedures and you're sitting there saying oh it's okay my baby's alive Mm -hmm. you're
0: lying to yourself Mm -hmm. you care and your standards are much more fucking lower as well yeah and they should be higher because you deserve higher yeah and i i don't care i i I honestly
1: don't believe there's this whole community of women that are like you know don't have a birth plan just plan to have a baby um as long as the baby's healthy, that's all I care about. You're lying. Mm-hmm. You're lying to yourself because yep. admitting that you want a euphoric experience is really hard work.
0: And there's the, there's especially if you interact with the system, there's a like a ninety percent chance that won't happen, and yep. so you have to face the rejection and the failure yep. of that, which is literally not your failure on the most part. It's and, and fel- it's yeah, like
1: and it's admitting to yourself that you know it's it's like. It's like being pregnant after a miscarriage, Mm -hmm. right? You're so happy, but you can't be happy because you know it could end. But then you want to be happy because you want to be positive. Mm. And it's the same as being pregnant. You know, it's it's the same as planning a natural birth in the system. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: You want to plan for it and you want to hope for it and you want to be positive for it. But you don't want to hope too much
3: mm-hmm. because
1: you know it's going to fucking fail. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know? And that's what it's like being pregnant after a miscarriage. Yeah,
3: right. So you just live in this
1: constant... And, mm-hmm. and that's probably what drove me away from the system the most. Yeah. Was knowing that there is no way you guys can do what I want to do.
0: Yeah, Exactly.
1: Even Cody's birth. So, Cody's was pretty perfect. This is your
0: second baby. My second
1: baby, yeah. So, Cody's mm-hmm. birth was pretty perfect as far as a hospital birth goes.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I laboured at home. Everything was great. Um, I moved into the shower. Things really intensified. I I, I had this undescri- indescribable urge to lean over the um, exercise ball. And as I did, my waters ruptured with such a loud pop mm-hmm. that my friend that was there to look after Tanner heard it through two closed doors. Like she said, it was just like, it was so obvious. (laughs) Yeah. And... I, re, re, a huge massive regret of my life is not just pushing her out in the shower yeah. you know mm-hmm. but i didn't even know free birth was a thing
0: yeah uh-huh. i didn't even know yeah. like it, it it had never crossed my radar yeah. like yeah. it was just like impo- it was shut off in your brain at that point like, it was it's...
1: like this thing that happens to women in cars as they're driving mm-hmm. to the hospital yeah. you know like it's mm-hmm. not something that you go intentionally into mm-hmm. um yeah. so Chris called it because Chris tried to get me out to the car and I was like, I ain't getting out to the car. So he called an ambulance and I went in the ambulance. And I, once we got to the hospital, I literally crawled off the ambulance gurney onto the hospital bed, leaned over the end of the hospital bed like you do,
0: uh-huh. pushed her out. Amazing. She was
1: born 20 minutes after we arrived at the hospital. Yeah. Um. No one touched me, no one touched her. She didn't get weighed, she didn't get measured, she didn't get anything, nothing. And yeah. we left four hours later. Fuck yeah. So, but. Before leaving, the pediatrician came up, cornered Chris, told him that my kid was gonna die because she's not vaccinated. So, that, mm-hmm. even then, I was like, I have done everything fucking right. Yeah, uh huh. I yeah. have protected my birth, I have protected
0: mm-hmm. my baby, and you fuckers are still shitting on me. Yeah, I feel this like in my soul. With Sophie, my first birth, I had a job that. Like I it wasn't a busy job and I spent so much of my fucking time going through every single database and clinical database of the NHS from ACOG from the UK policies in Western Australia from here. Like I always re-like I can't tell you the research I fucking did. I went to hospital with her birth and Roman's birth with a manila folder filled with printed out research things to say to like defending my fucking decisions, right? Sophie's birth, you know, whatever. With Roman's birth, the hemorrhage, I still had so much. I could rattle off to you the stats on the hemorrhage rates of women who don't get cinto, the ones that don't, the ones that do, but then later on have a secondary hemorrhage. I knew all of the stats, everything, but I didn't fucking look at how to do it safely. I didn't, I didn't absorb the thing of like, okay, so these are the things, maternal effort and gravity, Hands the fuck off. No
1: cord traction.
0: All of this shit, which yeah. was blatantly done to me, and yeah. then the bleed happens, and then the narrative is told to you like, oh well, you know, you're lucky. All this shit, which then leads me to fucking free birth my next two kids because guess what, I don't trust you anymore, yeah. and I'm not a fucking lone, and you're not alone, no. and it happens every fucking day in Australia, and it's a growing fucking problem. Which is constantly being ignored. We're labeled as extremist, like a bit, you know, So like, you know, a bit like alternative, all of this shit. And that's not helping anybody. Like, and I get really fucking pissed when it is who is meant to be on our side. Like at the start, when with the discussion with Emily Saldea and Yolanda Clark, the, the women, the sisterhood of betrayal with the midwives who are meant to be with us, yeah. and they're not, they're with the system. Yeah. It's just like the most heartbreaking thing I feel sometimes. Yeah. It's just like, let's go back 100 years when you bitches actually came to the house and honoured the mother and respected what we wanted to fucking do.
1: That Mimi shared the other day saying that at some point every midwife is going to have to betray someone, either her registration mm-hmm. or the mother she's mm-hmm. serving. And, and that, that is 100% the truth. Yeah. Because uh-huh. look at that poor woman from 10 moons. Yes. You know? the mother birthed twins unexpectedly mm-hmm. and asked the midwife, asked her midwife not to call an ambulance. Mm-hmm. The midwife lost her registration. Exactly. You can't. Because she honoured the mother. Yeah. And that is the risk for, that every woman takes when you have a midwife present at your birth. Yeah. She's either going to have to betray you or her registration. Exactly. And I don't know many. I know, I, I personally know of one, thankfully.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Um, But there aren't many midwives out there that would be, Risk how they exactly. feed their kids to protect exactly. you. Exactly, <laughs>
0: which it, it the, 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 this it's so many layers. But it's like yes, we obviously get that. Like I get why women aren't going to fucking protect a mother because she could lose her job. Like I get that on a yeah. thing of like, you know what comes before that mother birthing is your family and your 100%. home. Like we're not fucking stupid. We get that. Yeah. But then on the other side of that is that you're advertising, you're masquerading yourself on social media, um, you're sharing the free birth, fucking home birthy quotes and you're all for women. But on the deep inside, you have that university indoctrination. You were taught by medical midwives. Yeah. You witness horrendous fucking birth trauma and obstetric fucking violence, violence every fucking day. Yeah. How would one human deal with that? You need to justify it in your head. Yeah. And, what, and also, you're not watching any physiological birth happen in a hospital. No matter how many times you want to f- tell yourself that mother that came in on the gurney and hopped onto the bed and birthed quickly, that was a physiological birth. I don't know. I, I had midwife. I, so the
1: the midwife that was there, obviously, when I came in... Mm-hmm. Um. She called, I think they call them her, the sisters. Like, do they just the nurse. Like not. a
0: second one that comes in just to witness. I think she was. too. Yeah, but
1: she wasn't like a midwife or anything. Oh, okay. She was, she just called her sister. Right. So I don't know okay. what she is. But notes. she afterwards, she, she was the same one that was at Tana's birth. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's like this little Jamaican lady or something. Okay, yeah. She was really rad. Uh-huh. Anyway, she thanked me. Nice. She's like, I haven't seen a normal birth in about 10 years. And well, she was like, she was older. She was in her fifties at mm-hmm. least.
0: Yeah. 10 years. 10 years she have not seen a normal birth. Which is like, when you see the policies and the hoops women need to jump through, of course you're not going to see a fucking normal birth, you clowns. There are women graduating from midwifery school that will say to people, like, I have not seen a normal birth. Or they will say, like, one friend in particular, there was a midwife who was like, why would you choose a physiological third stage? Like, you're going to bleed. Like, what are you talking about? They had never seen a physiological birth. Nothing. They had not seen so it and they're a midwife with the fucking piece of paper in a frame on their wall saying, I'm a midwife. I know what to do when a woman wants a physiological third stage and I don't have that piece of fucking paper. I know what to do too. Nothing. Nothing. You nothing. exactly. <laughs> no, like, well, the whole trust, the whole system is completely <laughs> fucked. Like yeah. it's rooted from yeah. the inside. It's rotten. You can't build it up from the inside. It's just like... So, okay, so you're a fucking 20-year-old midwife, n- have no experience with anything, or maybe you've got one kid which was completely medicalised in the birth, so it's like you're even more, like, on board with the medical intervention. Because the hospital saved your baby. It's saviour, you, it's not sabotage, I wouldn't know what that me- that word means. How the fuck am I as a mother coming in who wants a physiological third stage, everything's in my favour, no synto drip, no induction, nothing, I'm full-time physiologically labouring. And you are sitting there and you have no idea how to do a physiological third stage. Mm. That is wrong. That's a fucking crime. Because you're going to cause a fucking hemorrhage because of how dumb you fucking are. Or even
1: understand the benefits of a physiological third stage and therefore, Mm -hmm. you know, want to sit
0: by and watch it. Exactly. They don't even, they just... They're fucking petrified. They are so... Because, and then I don't blame them because the fucking knob jockeys teaching them is just like mind blowing. Mm you know how you said how you would have liked a bedside recess yes. with river yes there was only there was maybe fucking what nine of us that went through midwifery school last year and at this particular university and when we were doing neonatal recess we brought up like so um caught intact and let's just bring it to the mother like there's all this new research coming out now saying babies do so much well better when the blood from the placenta is able to transfer into the baby yes. you don't need to wait forever just wait a few minutes This midwife who, once again, this is why I have such a problem with these midwives that parade around saying, I've seen home births, like there's something special. This midwife from the UK who was only a midwife, not a nurse, she'd seen a few home births she just, like, squashed us down the spot and was like, absolutely not. Like, you do not keep that cord intact. There is not a mother on this planet who um, will be angry at you for cutting that cord and taking that baby over to the resuscitation. Well, I'd like her fucking number. Because oh, dude. That I is, will fucking give it to you. Because that is old. the only...
1: Really, I could... Everything else...
0: Mm-hmm.
1: about her birth, I'm totally fine with. Like, mm-hmm. I, I'm fine with fucking ragging on the neonatal nurse practitioner because she wanted to jab my kid when mm-hmm. she was a couple of years old. I'm cool. A couple of days, old, hours old. I'm cool with that. I'm cool with having to go in there and fight for
0: her. Even I'm... the weird synergy between you and the OB, like your yes. negotiation is yes. cool. Yes. It's uh, nice. Yeah, and I and I I really value
1: his, um, I guess his acceptance of Mm -hmm. me Mm
3: -hmm. of
1: all the people there you'd expect me to hate the ob Mm -hmm. he's the only one i have any ounce of respect for Mm -hmm. because he was the only one that listened to me he was the only one that offered me Mm -hmm. solutions yeah he was the only one that thought okay this woman's different Mm -hmm. let's see what she wants to do
0: um everyone else they didn't give a fuck and this is the hallmark like um you know that dr erin she has that birth trauma project uh, podcast and she's like a She's a psychologist who, who like, specialises in birth trauma because she had incredibly traumatic birth herself. She, everybody, like, you Google birth trauma and it is everywhere. It's not necessarily what happened to the woman, it's how she was treated. Mm. And the fact that the obstetrician who probably doesn't know anything about birth trauma because no. he's just there doing the numbers and the job can respect you more than the women in that room that have the fucking midwife degree, who have the Instagram accounts, proclaiming their respectful women don't fucking get it and this is why we don't want anything to fucking do with you clowns unless there's an actual emergency yeah Fuck. And then so after river's birth obviously
1: i immersed myself in all things called prolapse yeah i okay. went searching for facts and figures and i think in the beginning i mostly did it to reaffirm that i'd made the right choice mm-hmm. you know i wanted to know that yes her life was actually in danger and the transfer was necessary mm-hmm. i didn't find that information mm-hmm. ever You know, um, yes, cord prolapse is definitely a serious thing Mm -hmm. if it happens during Mm labour, not if it happens at the pushing stage. And in reflection, I I can see now that I was in transition. Mm -hmm. I could have pushed her out really quickly. And let's also not... Baby size, obviously... My best birth was my ten pound baby. Mm-hmm. She was three pounds lighter than him. Wow, three I didn't pounds. That. She was only seven pounds. Uh
0: huh.
1: I have no doubt that I couldn't. Have, I could have got her out yeah. real fucking quick, mm-hmm. and I did get her out real quick. It, mm-hmm. She she did. You know how babies with Ventus deliveries usually have the cone head, mm-hmm. and they usually have a blood blister.
0: Mm-hmm. Nothing. Sweet. She
1: was so ready to come out. Yeah, like um... I, it. it Mm-hmm. Everything points to the fact that it was completely unnecessary. Yeah. But um, so everything I read about cord prolapse, yes, 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 it's very serious and it can lead to you know starvation of oxygen and what's that word? There's a special word for it. Oh, yeah, um, I do know it, but <laughs> yeah. Um. But it's all like, you know, if they're starved for oxygen, Mm -hmm. um, which she clearly wasn't because her cord was still blue. Mm -hmm. Like, there were so many. Yeah. Now I know all the facts. And Mm -hmm. now if I was ever, you know, in that situation again, I'd know exactly what to do.
0: And also when you think about, like, how long, like, when you felt that cord at home. Yeah,
1: so it was 45 minutes before we got to the hospital.
0: So, and that's the problem is, like, when you don't understand physiological birth, no matter how many degrees you have, when you don't understand it, you may not understand disturbing the mother, the fear that would have come into your head, and I, f- I would have been exactly the same as you. Like, I always said, like, I would have made the same decisions as you yeah. at the time. and, and I, I don't think there's a mother on earth that wouldn't. Yeah. The only
1: thing that could have changed the course of my birth after feeling that cord was not feeling the cord in the first
0: place. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, if you yeah. just didn't touch. If I hadn't felt the cord, mm-hmm. I would have pushed her out. Yeah. We would never have known. So that's the thing. Like, oh, well, you're so glad you went, to, like, it's so good you went to hospital, Sarah, because we could vacuum that baby out. 45 minutes later so if you hadn't just say or if you had felt it not really recognized that was the chord or whatever that baby I have no fucking doubt would have been born way before 45 minutes oh she would have been born with the within oxytocin five minutes. yeah once that train takes off fetal ejection reflex all of that shit it would yeah. have been booze out Yeah. and like you said even when she was born with that intervention she was still okay she was pink so and I beautiful. fucking believe you I believe the mother because of the facts Yeah. she was born completely fucking fine yeah. 45 minutes after 45 you minutes discovered planned. it like piss it pisses me off when people are like oh this silly dumb woman it's like the only reason she was in your facility in the first place is because she fucking recognized a potential problem exactly like so i completely believe you and even though if right now i was pregnant and birthing and i felt a cord i would it would be so much conditioning and stuff that i have to work through but i would be like calling an ambulance i would have made the same decision Mm -hmm. as you It doesn't mean it was wrong or right or whatever, but at the end of the day, with your birth, your experience, no one else has had your birth. I 100% I'm on board with exactly what you said and what you feel now. And I think like, yeah, 100%. Like, I believe you. (sighs) It's just one of those... I feel like I'm really loud and you're really quiet.
1: No, no, no. Um, (laughs) I'm... Like, I, I sort of started saying it and then we got distracted. I feel like, as much as I wish River's birth was different, obviously, mm-hmm. I feel like it was the birth I needed for her.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um... Because we miss that golden hour, and I know the importance of that golden hour with all the neurological shit that happens mm-hmm. in that golden hour. Like, I know.
0: Yeah.
1: I know. And that's what I mean about knowledge being a fucking disservice yeah, sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I wish I didn't know the mm-hmm. importance of the golden hour. Yeah,
0: then you wouldn't give a fuck. <laughs> then I wouldn't care. I was
1: like, oh, it was only an hour before I met my daughter. Who exactly. cares? She did have skin to skin with daddy, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, and she had no dummy, no, no bottle, no nothing. Like, mm-hmm. fucking nothing. Mm-hmm. That was... When Chris was walking out of the OR with her, I was like,
0: nothing goes in her mouth, nothing goes in her skin, no one touches her but you. Fuck, I can't imagine even having to say that after you have a baby, man. Yeah. Fuck. Um,
1: anyway, but so when we got home, I stripped off, she stripped off, and we did not leave that bed for a week. Nice. You know, and I think, I think her birth... Mm-hmm. If, if her birth had gone smoothly at home,
0: mm-hmm.
1: as, you know, as we'd planned,
0: mm-hmm. I
1: would have been getting her dressed the next day.
0: Yeah.
1: I would have been going about my life with three kids and a business to run.
0: Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and I
1: wouldn't have had that time with her.
0: Yeah. Uh-huh. And I
1: think her birth taught me a lot about slowing down. Yeah. And just being, really being connected and actually in the moment.
0: Yeah. Uh-huh.
1: Which was really nice. And, um i'm just i'm different with her than i am with the other kids
0: that's so nice like i'm
1: really playful with her
0: yeah um
1: i don't know i feel like i'm always trying to make up for her birth
0: yeah yeah <laughs> you <know>? yeah. <laughs> do you know
1: sorry i fucked it up baby
0: <laughs> let's have a cuddle <laughs> Have you heard of Jane Hardwick Collins? Yeah, yeah. Her thing is like the red thread, and all, and she's always about like you get the birth you need to mother that child. Like, yes. That's exactly what you're saying. Because yeah. her first birth was a C-section. I'm sure her fucking husband was an obstetrician or something, and she fucked him off. And she once again, she was a nurse who tried to do midwifery and was like, and her, and I, I quoted all the fucking time, and she says like, I was sick and tired of seeing, um, I didn't want to be, oh something like I no longer wanted to be complicit. In the abuse of mothers and babies under the guise of safety, yes. like and it was just spot on. Like and that's she all just it is.
1: That's all burgers mm-hmm.
0: these days. It's just you're told this narrative. It's for the safety. Even if in the back of the head, you know, the back of their minds, midwives they think they're doing it for safety or whatever. Like a lot of them know they're not, yeah. and a lot of them believe it. And whatever. Who and at the end of the day, like, is as they, you as a they mother, ever actually sat in the truth of what they're doing day in day out mm-hmm. as part of their job, they wouldn't be able to sleep at night. Yeah, no way. And
1: that's why you were never gonna be a midwife. <laughs> like, oh,
0: no, dude, I gave it a crack, man. I gave it a crack. <laughs> (laughs) But she, yeah, like, and I think that's so beautiful, especially healing from a birth because at the end of the day, like, fate is fate and babies will always be born by C-section and babies will be be born by mistake because of hospital policy, because of the sabotage, because of the emergencies created by trying to induce you at 37 fucking weeks with Sinto and you're completely... You know, like the pit to distress. Have you yeah, heard that in the US? Like they they you to the point of distress and we so cut, they your can baby. cut you open. Yeah, like yeah. She they like do, this do sp- it here too. Yeah. So I, I I was talking to a friend the other
1: day, and she said a, a good friend of hers um ended up with a C section. She said same old fucking story. Yeah. P.S. This young woman. Is yet to have children and oh. she is so down with what we talk about. Fuck yeah, man. You know when you're like, yes, I got him, I got him, I got a what have they got? Unicorn! Unicorn. Yeah, well, go you're gonna me. be a unicorn. <laughs> fuck yeah,
0: dude.
1: Um, she was saying that and she um her friend had overheard the other midwives or or whatever talking. Mm-hmm. There'd been six C sections the week that she had hers Whoa. and six C sections the week before.
0: Holy fuck. So God. in
1: 14 days there'd been twelve C sections. Fucking hell,
0: mate. Jesus Christ. I Can just,
1: you even imagine? Yeah, like
0: why? Why is that necessary? Yeah. that is not. Yeah, That is not normal. Uh-huh. And you can continue to lie to women and lie to yourself that, oh, but, you know, some babies, you know, which, yeah, we know some babies do need to be born like that, but it's not as many as what's happening. No. And I always t- tell
1: people, um, so my midwife that I had for Dusty's birth, her yeah. C-section rate was 4%. Nice. And I think that's... Well, that's in
0: line with what they say.
1: And that's a, a, a lot more of a genuine reflection. Mm-hmm. But then also, like... Um, You know, a cord prolapse is is a C-section, right? Mm -hmm, Yeah. But how many times are are those women just in hospital and given a cord prolapse instead of being offered a Ventus?
0: Yeah, exactly. The fact that you said that. It was only that that I said. If you didn't say that, you would have had a C-section. I would have.
1: So how many times, even out of Mm that 4%, are they even actually
0: necessary? Exactly, Yeah just comes back to so much like there's so many intersections with it because like some women who then it's finally said like maybe we should have a c-section the relief on their faces yeah. which i think there is something so deep within that woman who she just wasn't set up for the birth she wasn't supported for the birth she never seen anything other than what she was told by her mother and you're, or only, ever, sisters.
1: And you're only ever taught. like the times i hear women say oh my mum needed c-sections too of course i needed
0: a c-section oh yeah and, and this it, is the red thread thing with uh Jane Hardwick Collins, she's like shamanic midwife and stuff. And she says there's a red thread that runs through the women of a family. And often women will birth the same way their mothers did. So in the 1970s, maybe that was a 40-hour labor. In 2021, that is a C-section. You birth the same way your mother did, except the conditions are different, the policies are different. Same as like, and I feel this with my mom, like my grandma, she... um went into hospital it was like she was 40 weeks or something and they said come back tomorrow we will induce you three weeks later she went back she was like "Mm, fuck that bro and like just not knowing nothing no internet no nothing she was like no i'll go back when i'm in labor and she went back when she was in labor and and had a normal birth and had a normal birth my mum birthed quite quickly no inductions and i was like that was me as well like it's just this thing that runs through and she also talks with the red thread is like you know, if you're somebody who's had a family history of C-sections, and but you're the one that you're like, the buck stops with fucking me. You break the yeah, you can, trauma. Yeah, and you can heal the red thread, and it goes both ways. Yeah. You can heal your mother's birth, your grandmother's birth, by just having an empowered birth, yeah. however that looks to you. And I think there's a lot of line that goes on that says sometimes... A, I shouldn't say it, but like sometimes... This is called beating up the bush, though. But sometimes I think there's lies that are like, well, I had an empowered birth, and it looked like a C-section. Okay. But was it necessary? What lies were you told exactly to believe that exactly? And how did you end
1: up thinking that a C section was necessary? Yeah, exactly. Um, like I have a friend that um for her second baby chose a C section Mm -hmm. because her first was so fucking
0: traumatic. Exactly, she could not face that again. It's rooted in fear, which is we're not saying that fear is irrational. No, it is rational for some women. Holy fuck! If I had a Fucking fourth degree tear and a yes. nightmare. Like I never had an induction, but some of the shit I seen, I'm like, oh, I would fucking want a C-section the next one. Yeah. I'm not saying it's an irrational decision. No, it's rational. But for it's men. not an empowered choice if it's based no, on fear. No, it's not, and that's the thing. And we still know women need to have C-sections for some reasons. Yeah, the vast majority are not. Yeah, and when this the lie is just told within women groups all the time, I I I, I fail to understand
1: how women collectively the vast majority can think that nature got it wrong.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nature
1: didn't get it wrong. No,
0: yeah, that wouldn't and be mean. eight billion. Most women, most people on this earth are born unassisted. Yes. When you think about the population. Yes. Just the same. Okay, this is the thing. Like, how they haven't. <sighs> the, so, half the global population live mm-hmm. in
1: poverty. Mm-hmm. You think they got access to an obstetrician no. in a fucking sterile hospital room? Exactly. They don't. We'll, we don't live in darkest Africa. Man. And you know what? <laughs> they don't all die in childbirth. Exactly. Yep. Okay,
0: occasionally a woman might. Yeah. But you know what? They still do in hospitals mm-hmm. too. Yemen has, like, the most insane rates of, like, childbirth, death and stuff. There are rickets. So, like, when you're told my baby's too big, like, unless you have rickets or you have actual macrosomia from, like, out-of-control diabetes, that's probably a lie you were told. Unless you were completely malnourished as a child and you literally develop rickets, you probably won't die giving birth. That is not what you're going to be told because that's too offensive. Like, but what about me? Like, you know, like, that was what I was told which is a nice thing to happen. Because sometimes I think it's nice to be told that because you have so much you have to deal with already. Like, you've just had a new baby. Your partner is probably a prig, like so many guys are these days. Like, you don't want to then have to explore the notion that that C-section was because I just didn't have the right conditions to birth. It wasn't because my pelvis was too little. Jane Halbert collins was told, you will never birth through your pelvis. The obstetrician told her that while the baby was being pulled out of it. Oh, Jane. Your your pelvis is tiny. You'll never birth. Oh my god! Jane Harper Colleen is now the queen of.
1: birth. I love the whole um big baby thing. I because I always just shut it down. Mm -hmm. My biggest baby was an ounce off ten pounds. Yeah, and he'd already. And you're little, and I'm tiny, so I always just say he was ten pounds, Mm -hmm. and he was my best birth. Yeah, uh you know size is fucking irrelevant. You
0: know his head
1: was thirty eight centimeters. Oh
0: my god,
1: that's three centimeters bigger than the rest of them. I don't even. know He's still got the biggest fucking noggin ever. (laughs) yeah but I yeah know, i didn't even tear nothing, yeah yeah
0: uh-huh. you know like yeah size is fucking and irrelevant it's hilarious too when people are like oh you only had a seven pounder like that didn't hurt either bitch like <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like a watermelon still wasn't coming out yeah, it's something still the, was the size amazing of a fucking apple fuck <laughs> like, like you like i've ever seen some theory i don't think it's rooted in anything other than just like uh fucking hypothesis saying like when big babies come down they're slower because they're so big yes and whereas little babies might shoot out which that doesn't even make sense to me because it's still tissues and vagina needs to open up but saying like maybe slow babies are easy to be born with no tears because it's more of a slow emergence because they yes. such big yeah
1: D- dusty definitely was a really yeah. really slow emergence. yeah um but yeah it just there's just so many lies around Around mm-hmm. all of it, and I, mm-hmm. um, Rivers Birth was also really good in the current climate of the world too because it it taught me that mm. no is enough.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. no,
1: I'm not having a C-section. Mm-hmm. Figure it out, motherfuckers, because you ain't cutting me open. Yeah, is uh-huh. enough.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, when, when we got upstairs and the neonatal practitioner lady was really, really, really putting the pressure on mm-hmm. to run tests and all that sort of mm-hmm. stuff, no was enough.
3: Excellent. I didn't
1: explain myself. Yeah. I didn't give her any reasons. I just mm-hmm. said no. Yeah. And I continued to breastfeed my baby. Mm-hmm. That was it. Yeah. She was fucking pissed off. Yeah. Um, But I just said no. Yeah. And that's enough.
0: And you don't have
1: thing. to walk in there full of facts and full of reasons. Yeah. You don't have to explain your choice. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be this, Um, you know,
0: articulate motherfucking academic reference you can just say no
1: I'm not doing that Mm -hmm. no we're not doing that
0: and this is what I think happens and this is why I'm so shit in the system because I feel so like it's like oh like all that good girl conditioning everything you want to give them something because you don't want I don't want to be rude like I want to like me yeah yeah and there was like mums that would have big big babies Completely healthy pregnancy. The baby just happened to be four kilos, right? Birth physiologically normally. And the pressure put on them by fucking pediatricians who have no fucking idea about childbirth. The fucking midwives don't, so the pediatricians certainly don't the pressure put on them for testing for sugars and stuff and just these mothers who were so powerful in their birth so powerful in their pre like birth you know just crumble just, just just be like you know i have had it like and they just go okay i'll give you a bit and so then now the baby's getting pricked and stuff which is like that's fine because it happens so frequently it seemed normal but you don't have to do that no. you don't need to be you don't need to meet them halfway you do no. what you fucking want yes. they're being paid by us the taxpayers they can fucking deal with her. She kept saying, um,
1: her words will stick with me forever. She's like, I work on numbers and figures and I don't have any because you won't let me run the test. <laughs> and I'm like, well, what, what do you have? What information do you have? She's like, I, I have her oxygen levels. And I was like, and how are they? She's like, they're perfect. And I was like, fucking case closed. <laughs> yeah. Like, fuck off.
3: Oh, man. I don't stop give bothering a shit me.
1: How you feel right now, and then, yeah. and then she even had the audacity, like, because that. That was like our first encounter and then she left and then she came back like two hours later and she's like, oh, I've been, I've been thinking about how I can talk to you about this. I've been thinking about how to manipulate I've and been thinking you. about how to manipulate and coerce you. hundred exactly. percent. Exactly. Fucking nailed it. Fucking... And I'm like, you are not going to word your way out of this yeah. bitch. Like, I know that she's mm-hmm. fine. Exactly. Fuck off. Yeah.
0: Seriously. But me.
1: can you imagine, right, if I hadn't been so firm in that. Mm hmm she they would have run gas tests, blood tests, mm-hmm. done all this stuff. They would have found something wrong. Yeah, I have no doubt yeah. that their tests would have returned mm-hmm. something not right. Mm-hmm. They would have wanted to give antibiotics, yeah. destroy her gut microbiome even more than her rushed birth did um and her denied golden hour Mm -hmm. they would have pricked her and prodded her and tested her fecal like given her a fecal sample they would have found something wrong yeah can you imagine i would have been stuck we would have been stuck in there for days Mm -hmm. like it would have just been the biggest
0: fucking shit show ever yeah yeah for nothing like exactly like a hundred percent that also, like, this whole thing of, like, we saved you yes. is the most toxic, disgusting thing because it's, like, in their limited fucking view, it's like, oh, well, you come here, we pull the baby out, the baby was alive, we win. And they also love it, too, because they have this internal misogynistic hatred for women who yes. dare not participate in their little fucking show and pony, pony and show, right? Shikey, show. show po what do you say pony <laughs> pony and show ride, pony and show rap. but they fail to recognise <laughs> Like, they (laughs) failed to see that no, the success was with you. Yes. Not opting to be there. Because if you had been in the system, it would have been a C section. There's no way you'd get to 42 weeks. How do they not see that? No. It was not a C section because of the mother and her intuition. No matter how screw-a-squirrelly things got at the
1: end. And it was not a C section because I Mm -hmm. bargained with the obstetrician. It was not a C section because I kept fucking arguing with him.
0: And it wasn't a C section because you went 37 weeks. Yeah. You went had your fucking waters broken by somebody who thinks it's completely risk free. Doesn't matter. Just pop the waters open. It goes exactly. quicker. I'm doing the mother a favour. What are you talking about? We've done <laughs> <laughs> Oh no, honey. You could have caused a C-section, which you are not telling women when you break their fucking waters. Yeah. That's what you potentially could be doing. And that's when, when most. already. That's when most cord prolapses happen.
1: That's is what that? I learned. Um, so the incidence of cord prolapse in a physiological birth, like what happened to me, mm-hmm. is 0.04%. Oh, wow. I'm oh, like you, motherfucker. Seriously. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Damn, <what> the Damn. <laughs> <laughs> spiritual awakening lesson
1: but the rest of the time so it happens it happens in about 15 percent of births, but they're all hospital with um manual rupture of labor of waters wow so to say that a cord prolapse is an emergency is such a slap in the face to women because mm-hmm. you first fucking created the emergency mm-hmm. yeah you know mm-hmm. i can't imagine how many women are out there saying oh, i needed a c-section because i had a cord prolapse mm-hmm. and don't recognize that it's because the hospital created your cord Yeah, prolapse. especially
0: if it was a hospital-based cord prolapse situation. Because yeah. this is the thing also is like you're not deluded because there are times where cord prolapse can cause death absolutely in the zero point whatever yeah the fact is your thing is like i ignored my intuition because i knew deep down it was okay but my brain was like it's not okay yeah there are times when a baby would be born the cord comes out it's flat it's white you can't feel movement that's why as soon as and I felt your gut it, drops yeah I it's not your up. brain that drops it's your gut that's like
1: fuck oh, yeah as soon as i stood up and said to chris is the cord blue mm-hmm. i've never seen my husband lose color as quickly as he did <laughs> yeah yeah uh-huh um, but he's like no no it's blue it's blue it's blue mm-hmm. and straight away
0: i was like oh, okay cool she's fine yeah like i knew
1: that yeah I I fucking knew Mm -hmm. that. Yeah. And I still just ignored it. Uh
0: Uh-huh. So
1: frustrating. Dude. Life. I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) Um. But so my... um. You know how I said if, if, if a woman transfers from a free birth situation into a hospital, what advice do I have for yes. her? Mm-hmm. Um, argue your fucking way into the birth you want. Always, mm. always. Do not walk into that hospital and think you've made a mistake. Mm-hmm. If your intuition is calling for you to go to the hospital, go to the hospital. Mm-hmm. But be prepared. I, when I was planning um, Cody's birth, I had a plan mm-hmm. for what to do in an emergency situation and mm-hmm. if I needed a C-section. And in that was... Um, if after the C-section, leave the cord intact, put the baby on my chest, yeah. and bring resus to baby. Mm-hmm. I knew this information. Yeah. Uh-huh. But during my pregnancy with River, I was so focused on having the free birth that I so desperately wanted mm-hmm. that I failed to prepare for an emergency. Yeah. And I really think that was a disservice because oh, yeah. had, I, had I prepared myself for an emergency thinking of leaving the cord intact would have been fresh in my brain yeah and i would have asked for that when i got to Mm -hmm. the hospital yeah um so if you are planning a free birth a lot of the time you'll see women say don't prepare for an emergency because you'll manifest one Mm. that's bullshit Mm
0: -hmm.
1: i was the most positive focused yeah free birther there is Mm -hmm. i should have prepared for an emergency yeah that information would have been fresh and I would have known mm-hmm. to ask, like I would have remembered to ask for it. Yeah. Um. So always in a free birth situation, yeah. I'm not saying like obsess over yeah, everything uh-huh. you would do, mm-hmm. but just have the things you want. Yeah. You know, you want the cord left intact, even mm-hmm. if it's an emergency C-section, mm-hmm. you want the cord left intact, you want baby left on your chest, you want resusport to baby. Mm-hmm. Um, fucking say, <laughs> I mean, obviously if it's a C-section, you have to have the Sinto to release the yeah. placenta, but if you're like me and it ends up being a forceps or a Ventus delivery, Ask, you know, make sure they're yeah. aware that you want a physiological third stage. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, don't take baby from me. All that sort mm-hmm. of stuff. Yeah. Make sure you know what you're going to ask for when you get to the hospital. Yeah. Or uh-huh. demand when you get to the hospital. Yeah. And know, always know that you can demand shit.
0: hmm Yeah. It's like a bartering system. Like, think of it like a fucking car you're going into. Or... or, or they, um, if they... Like, if you never said can I do it vaginally? They wouldn't have said they it. They wouldn't have offered They'll it. They'll meet you halfway, whatever, whatever. Or maybe <laughs> yeah. you'll have a psycho that'll be like, no, absolutely not. C-section mm. based on their experiences and their like skills. I, I must admit,
1: I am very thankful that it was that particular OB and not the other one.
0: Yeah. Uh-huh. Because I
1: don't think the other one would no. have been as mm-hmm. accommodating. Um, even after River was born, he thanked me. Yeah. Cool. Because he was like, oh, thanks. That was cool. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm sure he does see, well, apparently they do like six C-sections a week. <laughs> yeah. How often do they do a, a Ventus for yeah, a prolapse? Do. Seriously. So.
0: I am with my two. I had like just the basic. um, Cause I'm like very like, I hate jinxing myself. So I never once said like when I was planning my free births, I was like, I want to birth it at home yes. I didn't say I'm going to because I was like oh fucking jinx myself yeah. and I always <laughs> joked which probably too much but I joked about having a c-section and how hilarious it would be and how all the fucking dumb bitches out there would love it yeah. like the amount of people of my friends that would just love if I had a Caesar all out of spite though. these yeah. little fuckers <laughs> so I'd always like joke like oh I fucking hope I do but what I would do because you know the fear of like manifesting a c-section yes. especially yeah. in a free birth situation like I would just type it out like everything you said then I think I even had like my mother is to take my breast pump, the yes. Spectra s S3, whatever it is, yep. to ICU if I'm in ICU because I've lost that much blood or I nearly died. Yep. And she is going to express breast milk off my fucking unconscious body to give to my baby. Like, yep. it was that in-depth. And then I just like next time I just write call Sarah. <laughs> yeah, seriously, <laughs> like can you just like latch that baby yeah. yeah. on, dude? Yeah, like it was like, and then I just left it at that, and that was that, you yeah. know. And it was like it was just in the back, and then and that's what and I mean. I like if I had, had just run through everything, and that's not to it would have been though, fresh in my brain. Because I also don't have balls like you, so I probably would have handled the hospital different too, you know. So it's yeah, all yeah. it's all a big fucking concoction of what's going to happen. Mm. But there's just certain things you can do, I suppose, to avoid certain situations. Yeah. yeah. What time is it i need to get these chris is about to wake up in 10 minutes i said
1: to stuff i said i'll only be an hour and a half he's like you're always two hours why do you say an hour and a half you're always two hours but
0: i'm, I'm about an hour, hour and a half hour. oh good excellent yeah. my um pregnant friend has eight kids right now yes that's... and she said like her vaginas feels so sore and i'm like i'm so sorry <laughs> <She's> like... <laughs> my bad. oh it's crazy but um Oh, I'm sure we'll probably always refer to this birth
1: with things too. Yeah, but now it's easy to refer to now that people know the story. Context yeah. of it and yeah. everything. And yeah. I'm, I'm sure a lot of people are probably thinking, you stupid bitch, like you wanted a free birth so badly. Now, that, now you're, um, you know, saying that you could have had one.
0: Well, I believe, I think you could. But like, cause at the end of the day, the baby was born fine. Yeah. And, and all, I believe with my whole soul, it would have been born quicker, quicker than 45 minutes if there wasn't an ambulance, all these things, cock blocking your oxytocin, yeah. the fear, everything. Yeah. I, I solely believe
1: that. Yeah. And, so I, do, that and I do too. And I remember, cause I, I actually got in touch with, um, a woman on Instagram. Um, mm-hmm. her tag is wild womb, which she's mm-hmm. amazing. I think. Is this the Anita one? I think, no, I think clinically she's trained as a psychologist got oh, her masters and cool. everything mm-hmm. um but is very much like us and doesn't want to be in the system mm-hmm. so she is more of a free birth like a radical birth keeper i guess yeah if you have to put a, a, a name or a label on her yeah anyway she just happened to share something on instagram once about doing one-on-ones and i was like oh yeah you've got the right vibe like i I needed to talk to someone that understood free birth.
0: Mm-hmm. And that
1: wasn't going to put the narrative... Like, if you talk to a hospital midwife, can you imagine... You did the right thing. That would have That's just... all they say. Spring fed you shit. And everyone around me was saying the same thing. Everyone around yeah, me was I saying... even I would have said
0: the same thing yeah, to Yeah, yeah. Well,
1: I mean, no one wants to hurt your feelings. Yeah, uh-huh. And when you say cord prolapse, everyone just goes, oh, yeah, you probably needed the hospital. Yeah. So I got in contact with her, and she, she never once said, like, did you really need to go to the hospital mm. but she just made me admit to myself interesting that i didn't need to go to the hospital interesting. you know and i remember getting off the phone to her and I, it was just like this damn fucking broke and i god just broke damn. down and chris was like oh my god are you okay oh,
0: and it was, it was
1: it was it was a good few days before i was like mm. okay this that's what happened like yeah. you stupid fuck <laughs> Thing. But from there, like so, that yeah. was that was when she was ten weeks old. Yeah, uh-huh. and was, and now I'm like, well, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah, and and I think a lot of women too. And I want to really put this out there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I. As far as births go, Rivers was still really good. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So she was Mm -hmm. vaginal. We've we've successfully breastfed. I had no tears, no nothing. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, as far as a birth in the system goes, Rivers was really great. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so I really want to stress to anyone and everyone that just because your birth was better than you know, the woman with a fourth degree tear or a C-section mm-hmm. doesn't mean you can't fucking hate it.
0: Yeah, it's a 100%. You know,
1: if you feel disappointed mm-hmm. and you feel like you're traumatised from your birth, mm-hmm. then you are. Yeah. And those feelings are 100% valid.
0: Yeah. And you need to explore all of that to heal from it. Yeah. Especially if you're going to have more babies. Yes. Even, whilst, even if you're not going to have more babies. Like, I can't imagine the physiological, like, shifting that happened after talking to that lady and just mm. realising things. Yeah. You're a better person, a better mother, and yeah. you have tools and knowledge now that you never would have ha- had if no. this if never I'd, happened to I'd you. If I kept sitting
1: in the little lie.
0: Yeah. Protecting
1: myself yeah, in that uh-huh. lie. Yeah. Um, and it, it, I find it really frustrating. Women are, they, 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 they it, it's women that cause it. You know, mm. the amount of women I said, I told Ru's birth story to, and they were like, oh, you did good yeah, I'm like can can't you see that I'm in fucking pieces here? Yeah, mm-hmm. like I, I'm in pieces. Yeah. and no one got it. No one understood. Yeah. And there was not one single person I could say to mm-hmm. that I'm disappointed with River's birth. yeah, and that sucks. yeah, and everyone should mm-hmm. be able to say, I'm mm-hmm. disappointed with something. Yeah, you know, I'm disappointed with this that happened. Mm-hmm. with River birth. You don't have to be disappointed with the whole birth. Yeah, but you're allowed to like me. you're allowed to be like, I'm disappointed that they cut her cord and took her away. From yeah, me. totally you know
0: and and not being able to talk about that is shit you know even like my free births were very fucking normal as shit but I remember feeling more lonely after especially Chloe the first free births uh, birth because it's like no, I had no one to relate to there was no one yeah, t- that would yeah. like even though it was the most positive amazing fucking thing my parents were like fuck yeah everyone was yeah. like fuck yeah like my in-laws everyone was so psyched but I was like god this is almost more lonely and yeah if the funny thing was was like after Sophie my first born you would have had a, a, a I'm sure you would have had so many people to talk yeah. to about it yeah and when some people are like well I had a c-section and I feel alienated I'm like have a free birth and see how alienated you feel now yeah. like yeah. and it's it's not like a what was me, but it's just this weird fucking after thing that yeah, happens, and especially
1: a, in your in your a river situation, turn transfer, fucking. After I heard Ye-ha. your
0: story, I just thought River Wild is that is the wildest fucking story, and there is so much magic in that story, like there just and the things. If if it was a normal birth. Like you would have still been awesome. Yeah. But there's just there's things that it was meant to happen to you and you have so much now within you to give to you got four kids. You potentially could have fucking twenty grandkids. Yeah. There is so much wisdom now in you because of her birth and the way it happened. You know,
1: I think I think that is also maybe part of it. Maybe I needed River's birth to be a yeah. powerful force for my girls yeah. when they birth. Exactly. You know, because because that that fear is completely gone in me now, yeah. and and not and trusting and knowing my intuition is mm-hmm. the forefront. Yeah. And it will be forever now. Yeah. Um, and I also think how fucking wicked it is for our girls that Mm -hmm. they will never grow up thinking the system will save them yeah yeah. they will grow up knowing Mm -hmm. that it can't and won't
0: yeah you -hmm. know
1: whereas you and i still had a lot of that system Mm -hmm. to break free from yeah you know we still had to relearn the truth of how birth actually is yeah and what the system will do to you in birth yeah
0: our girls will never
1: have to do that exactly
0: yep totally and i have faith like that like, when the very rare thing happens of an actual legitimate emergency, just knowing that it wasn't for nothing yes. is so much... Like, it's so good. Like, it's so much... When you go and you have a birth experience and it turns into a fuck show and then you realise the truth afterwards, that's fucking heartbreaking and it's, it, it's horrible. If it is something like, you know, you're fucking 20 fucking eight weeks pregnant and the baby's coming out and then, you know, things happen and your baby is saved then there is just less to deal with yeah than knowing you were abused and even though there is things about that as well yeah. You can dissect and you know yes, yeah see and the uh, the the only
1: other thing that really um Gives me that yuck feeling inside is knowing that they injected me with a substance Mm. against my even knowledge. You know, I didn't even know they were doing it until Chris was like, "Babe, they're putting something in you." Fuck. And I like had to hit her away, Mm. and she only got a little, like the littlest bit in. But Mm -hmm. even that, like that's, I just feel, I feel violated. Yeah. Uh Um. That. So that's the Mm -hmm. only two things really. Like, Mm -hmm. I, I could. I wouldn't have to unpack anything if those two things hadn't
0: happened. If River wasn't taken away from you and you weren't injected. Yeah. Attempted to be injected. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Totally, man. Yeah. Ugh, epic. Yes. Epic, epic. Are we meeting later on this week to talk about what's going on in the world? Yes. I'm about... Oh, to ship us to Mexico. Mexico. <laughs> Dude, we've been looking at property. So Merida... <gasps> oh, in- yesterday I was all on, like, all the list you sent me. I was yeah. like, looking at Benoist, two islands and shit. Yeah, Merida
1: in Mexico is like... Their safety stats are the same as Brisbane. Really? Yeah, because yeah. Chris is like, Mexico's too fucking unsafe, Sarah. Um, but I checked all the safety and shit, and there's this one state. Um, so the state is... Uh, <laughs> forgot the name. But anyway, the town's called Merida.
3: Right.
1: You can get, like... Oceanfront. Your front yard is the fucking ocean. Oh, my God.
0: For like 149 US thousand. Oh, my God. Oi man, do we need to, like, get the cartel to protect us, though? Like, no. Too many guns? No. No, so the expat community is massive. Oh, right. Yeah, yes. yeah. Yeah. And
1: we can go... So, sorry, what Sarah and I are talking about is <laughs> I... Yeah, because we're done with Australia. <laughs> so I Googled and I found this really wicked website that shows... Like, you type in... You can put in all the things that you will and won't do to travel. So there's 13 countries right now that, for Australians, do not require testing, quarantining, or vaccination. Fuck. Yeah. Right, depressing as well. Yeah, I, like I mean, probably eight of those countries on that list you wouldn't want to go to. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> there's some yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's some really good ones though, like Finland. Yeah, I know, I've
0: seen that. Denmark.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, and Mexico. Mexico definitely a front runner for yeah. for us. Um, there's a few
0: midwives over there I follow that are living in Mexico at the moment. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, because Australia's, I can. It's a fucking sinking ship, oh, mate. I know. Then I think, did you ever watch Breaking Bad? Oh, fuck. Oh, like no. some of the cartel oh, shit. Or oh, did you like, ever did you ever know that website called bestgore.com It's no. off now. But Jesus Christ, if you ever wanted to look up the most fucked up things, like it's you, know you know how cheap
1: everything is over there. Yeah, right. we can have like a security guard. You could uh, we can afford a security guard. Fuck yeah, and like nannies yeah, and yeah. shit. Yeah, do oh, And a chef. <laughs> Maybe I'll have six
3: more kids. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs>
1: oh, oh, but yeah, no, Australia's. Chris and I were just Like very um, Somber I guess Last night And we mm. were just saying Like this is not a country I want to raise children in anymore Some of the shit I've seen I'm just like Even just some this of the real like, So I've re- we, You are the same Like we've really gone Above and beyond To protect our kids From everything that's going on In the mm. world They know COVID exists obviously But yeah. they've never seen People in masks We've never really been In a lockdown
3: Mm-hmm. We've
1: really protected them from everything, mm-hmm. but it's amazing the stuff they absorb just from the radio that's on, like when the boys are working, yeah, uh-huh. or the stuff Chris and I say to each other randomly, yeah, um, like Tanner's like, because his cousins are supposed to visit for Christmas, and he's like, "Will our cousins still be allowed to
3: mm.
1: visit for Christmas? Aren't they in New South Wales?" Mm. You know, just the stuff they pick up, yeah. like, and I never expected to live in a country where I was genuinely fearful of my government yeah are you yes yeah
0: and it's all dependent on like i just i have a like we'll go quick but there's like cop friends i have that were sharing you know like the simpsons characters looking all retarded they're all like (laughs) and it was like this is how you look going to a protest i watched some news clips the other day from Nine News about trying to arrest that man, wanted man. He, like, walked into an elevator, coughed. Oh, yeah. And, like, it, he's a wanted it, man. This is the one Tucker Carlson was tearing Oh, yeah, up. yeah, yeah. Like, literally, on our next podcast, I'm going to play it because I was like, if you listen to this, it was, like, four or five different stories. A few teenage boys meeting on the rocks at nighttime at, in Sydney outdoors. Boys BMXing in a park somewhere. Yep. Saw... There was a guy on a fucking houseboat by himself. There was like construction workers, they literally said in the news article, they didn't have the right documentation, they needed to be QR coded, they were being audited, and he had to go home. And he went home in his little barina, this full grown man, I'm like, this poor cunt is probably trying to make money to eat. And I'm like, if you fucking idiots online sharing photos of like, oh, you're retarded if you go to the protest, but you watch this news segment on your mainstream shit, and you think there's nothing wrong with that get me the fuck out of this country. I was just yes. like, this is so disturbing. And I also am blessed because we can see the fuckwits amongst us and yes. I'm steering the fuck clear. I don't <laughs> care about this divide. Sarah, like I said to you today, I don't believe in regime change, international probing into other countries, but I'm down for a fucking civil war. Oh, same. Fucking bring it, ma'am. We're so prepared. We are so ready for it. <laughs> I'm not prepared, but I'll go to your house. <laughs> I, said to, I said to Chris because he was like, if something happened, I'm like, no, we'll go to mum's. And he's like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Your mate's over there, too. I was like, dude, that person in the middle be like, excuse me, we're going to fence this whole area off. Yeah, well,
1: and then because the other side of us, they're on, they're on board, too. They? Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. We yeah. should break, break away the state Yeah.
0: Um, dude,
1: seriously. Oh, I was just gonna say something and I forgot. Oh, I forgot.
0: There but was, you know, uh, I, I,
1: I am genuinely, um, genuinely scared of the government and just mm-hmm. where it's going. Mm-hmm. But anyway, it, it's definitely interesting yeah. times.
0: It fucking is, that's for sure. Yeah. I just was... Oh, right, that was leave. the other thing.
1: Did you see they've closed the High Court? What?
0: Yeah. Why? Because of COVID?
1: Yeah, because of COVID. Oh,
0: my God. That's why we can't protest anymore, even though that's a fucking human so, right. So
1: now we have no, absolutely no constitutional rights even because we can't even lobby to have something heard in High Court this because the High sad. Court's closed. Oh, my God. So, Oh my god. like, I...
0: Jesus um, Christ. I'm actually lost for words. Jesus. With all this shit now. I, yeah, I have a few things, to, like, on our next episode. I feel like we could go in for another three hours. Oh, like, I know. Like, I know. fuck.
1: There was... um, and a few listeners were pissed that we only went for an hour the other day. Oh, really? Yeah, so we better not, like, <laughs> cut them off too short anymore.
0: <laughs> My bad. <word. laughs> That's so funny, dude. Anyway. All right, well. Catch cans. cans. Coordinated. <laughs>